Every podcast has a song, so everybody come along. My fantasy team can't be beat. You will suffer your defeat. My point total is really large. I'm your LM man in charge. This is the intro I will use to bring you all the news. Hello, friends, family, and opponents. Welcome to your week two preview of the fantasy football season. We got some great matchups on the docket today, this week. Uh, I apologize for not being able to do this before Thursday night games, but uh, I had class. It was a blast. But uh, let's just uh, let's get right to it, shall we? It's team first matchup. Team Spanky Doodle taking on six-pack number one, Corey versus Mom. Mom is actually the home team this week. Corey traveling, going on the road. Uh, This is another interdivision matchup. The first three weeks are all against opponents in your division. Uh, These two are both in Minneapolis Miracle Division. Corey, rough week last week. Dropped the the L at 0-1. Mom... She won. She's won though. Anyway, uh, when I break these down, uh, same rules apply as last week. Zero two point scale. Uh, I'm going to judge the Thursday night players as if I didn't know they played. Uh, kind of, I guess. But um, obviously, with their points there, it's kind of difficult. But uh, I know who I. I had already made my predictions as to who I thought would win before the games last night, so that isn't going to affect. Uh, my pick uh, again. I'm sitting at two and two with my picks this year, so uh, I expect to go four and zero this week. Here we go. Uh, quarterbacks. We got Philip Rivers versus Lamar Jackson. As of right now, uh, I'm gonna give the edge to Lamar Jackson. As Lamar Jackson will be taking on Arizona, and uh, if, if last week was any indication for Arizona, then their pass defense really isn't that great. As they got. Uh, kind of destroyed by Matthew Stafford for the first three quarters, basically. And Lamar Jackson had a beast first half last week. So that's basically all he played. Um, Phillip Rivers. I love Phillip Rivers, but not enough for fantasy. I want to say. So I'm giving two to one Lamar Jackson, Christian McCaffrey versus Damian Williams at the running back spot. I would give it to Christian McCaffrey two to one. Christian McCaffrey already played scored 6.3 points. Uh, on last night, kind of rough. Uh, watching that game, by the way, Carolina, not very good. They dropped back. Cam Newton threw like 42 passes. At one point, he was 19 for 40, and he just if he threw the ball downfield at all, it was incomplete. It was wild. But anyway, um, Damien Williams, I want to see him get more work in. Uh, I liked him coming into the season, but now Lashawn McCoy's there. It's kind of a tricky one. Don't know. Running back twos, we got Dalvin Cook taking on David Montgomery. I'm giving it to Dalvin Cook. Uh, last week, Dalvin Cook ran the ball really, really well. If our offensive line can do that all year, we're going to be a really, really good team. Chicago with David Montgomery. Uh, if last week is any indication, then he's not going to be a fantasy player at all this year, which is surprising. But I imagine his touches will go up. Taking on Denver. Um, Denver's rush defense really isn't that great. They're more, their pass rush is good with Von Miller, but run defense, not that great. Um, we'll see, we'll see 
I expect to see the true David Montgomery this week, but I'm still giving the edge to Dalvin Cook. Two to one. Wide receiver one. Devontae Adams versus uh, Alshon Jeffrey. I'm giving it to Devontae Adams. I think he's going to have a bounce back week. Um, and by that, I mean he's going to score more than the um, 5.6 they scored last week. I know he's facing against going up against Xavier Rhodes probably the whole game, just like Julio Jones did last week. Uh, but I expect the Vikings to be way ahead. And then the Packers are going to throw a lot. When you throw a lot, your receivers going to have a good end up having a pretty good day. Um, so I give it two to one because I do like Alshon Jeffrey going against Atlanta. Uh, I like Carson Wentz. Austin Jeffrey had a great week last week, 19.6 points. I don't think he's going to get up to that high this week. I expect to be around the 12 point range, but I, I give Devontae Adams the edge there. Wide receiver twos. I got Tyler Lockett. We got Tyler Lockett versus Juju Smith. Given to Juju. Given to Mom's team again. Juju over Tyler Lockett. Um, these two actually playing against each other. Pittsburgh versus Seattle. Uh, so that's kind of fun. I expect Juju. To, uh, I bet he probably scores. I want to say he has a big week. I'm expecting a big week from Juju. Like 20 points. Um, last week he scored 10.8. I'm expecting him to double it. This week, good receivers. That's kind of what happens when they have a bad week before. Then the next week, they kind of like blow up a little bit. I expect that from Juju. Tyler Lockett. Um, I think Tyler Lockett's a guy that I was kind of wrong about this year in terms of uh, he's the only receiver, basically, for Seattle. Uh, I know Seattle is going to run the ball a lot more this year. They've already shown us that. Um, but you still are going to throw the ball. And when Tyler Lockett's the only receiver that I know on your team, uh, probably a lot of the touches go to him. Last week, he only had one catch, 44-yard touchdown, but I expect it to go up. He only got targeted two times. I expect targets to go up, catches go up, points to go up. He might not score a touchdown, but I still think he's going to score more than the 10.9 against uh, Pittsburgh, whose past events have been rough. Tight end, Delaney Walker versus George Kittle. I'm giving it to George Kittle. George Kittle had kind of a kind of like a, your normal tight end week with 9.4. Anytime your tight end can score you 9 to 10 points, that's pretty much a good week unless you have an elite tight end uh, like Travis Kelsey. But George Kittle, I would consider him an elite tight end. Uh, he had eight catches last week on 10 targets, which is crazy from the tight end spot. You don't usually see him get targeted all that much. But Jimmy Garoppolo is going to dump it off a lot more this year, like I said in the earlier episode. So I'm giving the edge to George Kittle, 2-0. to zero. Yep, Delaney Walker, like I said last week, I think it's a fluke that he scored. He scored two late touchdowns that I didn't even talk about uh, as the Titans were pouring it on the Browns. He had six targets, five catches, 55 yards. I wouldn't be surprised if the five catches for 55 yards stays the same, but he doesn't get the two touchdowns. So that would end up being... Uh, what would that be? Eight points instead of the 20 they had. So I'm giving George Kittle two, Delaney Walker zero. Flex spot. Now this one's fun. We've got Mark Ingram taking on Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon uh, is good to go. He's good to play. Now how many snaps does he get? I don't know. He's currently listed as questionable. Uh, he had a limited practice Friday, today, and... Uh, with a noon kickoff, it's so hard to, to judge. Um, luckily, but luckily with a noon kickoff, if he doesn't play, you'd have 
it's the first game, so you can replace them right away uh, if mom needs to. I give the edge here to Mark Ingram, just based solely off of the fact that Joe Mixon um, is questionable and might not play. So total it up. I got six pack number one taking the W this week, uh, thirteen to eight. Wait, let's see. Yep, thirteen to eight. I just want to make sure I wrote that down right. Some tips that I have for these teams. Uh, make sure you both get your defenses in. Both of them claimed a defense this week off of waivers. Just haven't gotten around to putting them in yet. I'm not worried that you don't get the defense in. I'm positive you'll get them in. Uh, let's start with mom first. Uh, if Joe Mixon doesn't play, if he does play, I would, I would start him. I would imagine he might have a limited role, but I would still play him. Uh, if he does... If it is that he's not playing, she has some good options on the bench. Uh, Sammy Watkins would be my number one guy I would put in. Heck, I might actually now seeing Sammy Watkins on the bench, I would start Sammy Watkins over Joe Mixon this week. Joe Mixon, Joe Mixon's touches will go will be limited if he plays. And Sammy Watkins with Tyreek Hill being injured uh, looks good to start. He'll be the number one guy behind Travis Kelsey. Looks good. I would start Sammy Watkins this week. Corey, I'm gonna say the same thing. Basically, his last week, I would put Matt Ryan in instead of Phillip. Matt Ryan this week's taking on Philly. I imagine they'll be behind early, which means Matt Ryan's got to throw it more. And last week, as bad as the Falcons played, he still scored 18.6 points. Um, with Phillip Rivers, I would. He's playing Detroit. I think they're going to get ahead. They're going to run the ball. Uh, beautiful thing about quarterbacks is when your team's behind, you usually have a good fantasy day because they're going to start throwing it more. But um, I would have told Corey to start Mike Evans if I would have released this sooner, but he only scored 8.1 anyway this week. I don't know what his problem is. A lot of double teams from what I saw last night. But uh, other than putting in defenses and those little things, uh, I would say most both lamps are – Good to go. I got mom winning this one to going to two and oh. Next matchup. Let's break down Colin versus Damien. We got Fant Touches, Hawkinson, Lugie taking on Regina Itchalot. Um, Damien has defense play last night, scored seven points. So he's already, he's ahead 7 0 right now. But with these, I don't break down defenses and kickers because, yeah, who knows how many points they're going to score anyway. I'm not going to pick which kicker I think is better because it's all about opportunities anyway. But all right, let's start at top. Patrick Mahomes taking on Dak Prescott. Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in football. Best quarterback in football. Best fantasy quarterback in football. Um, I give him the edge over Dak. You got, if you guys have listened to any of these podcasts, you know already that I hate Dak Prescott. So I'm giving the win to myself. And Patrick Mahomes is taking on Oakland. Really good matchup for him. Dak Prescott taking on Washington. That's another really good matchup as well. Running back number one. This is a good one. Saquon Barkley versus Alvin Kamara, two of the top three uh, running backs in the league, in my opinion. Saquon and Alvin. The other one being Christian McCaffrey. Um, I can't give an edge to this one because they're both really like top-tier guys. So this is a split to me, two to two. Oh, the quarterback I had two to one, by the way, Patrick Mahomes over Dak. Saquon Barkley and Alvin Kamara, two to two. They're both elite guys. They both could score 40 points this week. They both, they're both they both going to 
score, I I would guess 16 plus. If either one scored less than 16, I would be surprised because um, the Saints are taking on the Rams. It's going to be a tight game. They're going to want to get the ball to Alvin Kamara a lot. Uh, the Giants are taking on Buffalo. Giants are terrible. Buffalo's defense ain't bad, but as bad as the Giants' overall team is, you got to give it to your best player in Saquon Barkley. So I got it split two to two. Running back number twos, Todd Gurley taking on Chris Carson. Now coming into the year, I easily would have given this to Todd Gurley. Uh, Todd Gurley is one of the best running backs when healthy. When healthy, he's one of the best running backs. And Chris Carson coming into the year as a rookie or a second-year guy. I uh, can't remember. Um, I want to say he's like second or third year, actually. But uh, like I said, Chris Carson earlier in the uh, uh, episodes of podcasts, I love Chris Carson this year. Seattle's going to run the ball a lot. Like I said about Tyler Lockett, they're going to run the ball a lot, which means a lot of points for Chris Carson. Last week, he had 15 carries. He only had 46 yards but he got helped out by a rushing touchdown and a receiving touchdown to go along with those 15 carries. He actually had six receptions, which is crazy to me, but uh, I don't think he's going to get six catches every week consistently. He's more of a run you over type running back. I think if I'm thinking of the right guy, I might be thinking of someone else, but whatever. Um, yeah, I'm going to give this one to Chris Carson two to one just because I don't know how Todd Gurley is going to be used anymore. Um, last week, their backup running back got every goal line carry, which is so disappointing because he ended up getting two touchdowns. Um, Todd Gurley didn't get any goal line work, but luckily that fourth quarter saved him where he ended up scoring me at least 10. He scored 10 points last week for me in the uh, basically the fourth quarter alone. Uh, so until I know Todd Gurley's roll. I don't want to say roll, but his health. Then I got to give it to Chris Carson. Two to one here. Wide receiver number one, Julio versus Julian Edelman. Um, This one's kind of hard because Julian Edelman's facing the Patriots, facing the Dolphins this week. Now, if anyone knows anything about the Dolphins, they suck. They're absolutely terrible. But um, there's a lot of weapons in New England right now. It's so hard to see if he gets any of the touchdowns, how many catches, yards he'll get. Whereas Julio, you know, he's the guy. And like I said about Matt Ryan, they're probably going to be behind to the Eagles early. They're probably going to throw the ball a lot. So I'm going to give the edge to Julio Jones, 2-1 two, two, here. Uh, both have pretty good matchups. I'm just worried that the Patriots might get too far ahead too early and they won't throw as much. And if Edelman doesn't get any of those early catches, early yards, then he's kind of doomed to have a big week because they're going to be so far ahead. Like nobody's going to pick, nobody's going to pick um, Julian. Edel. I don't remember what I was saying. I got distracted. Just moving on. <laughs> Wide receiver two, Antonio Brown versus Adam Thielen. <laughs> uh, Antonio Brown, New England Patriots receiver now. Um, I don't even want to talk about Antonio Brown. I hate that I have to play him this week. I guess I don't have to, but you know what I mean. It's just, I don't want to talk about him. Um, Adam Thielen's getting the edge, 2-1. to one. Until I see Antonio Brown play in the New England system, then I don't feel comfortable starting him. 
but I feel like he's my best option because he's back to playing the Dolphins. And anybody that has anybody playing against the Dolphins, you might as well just play him this week, honestly. But given the edge to Adam Thielen, 2-1, to one, and Turner Brown's the more talented receiver, Adam Thielen is the more consistent receiver and a better guy, obviously. Tight end, Zach Ertz versus Evan Ingram. This one is tough. This is one of the toughest head-to-head matchups that I've had this week to decide. Uh, if you look at Evan Ingram, last week he had 14 targets. Now, is that going to repeat? Uh, probably not. He's not going to get 14 targets. But the 14 targets, he caught 11 of them for 116 yards and a touchdown. Uh, 23 points for a tight end. That's really good. Zach Ertz last week, however, though, he had he got seven targets for five catches, 54 yards, no touchdowns. And at 7.9, if I personally have to pick one, I would give it to Evan Ingram right now just because the Giants are terrible. They're going to throw the ball a lot. And Evan Ingram, based off last week, is going to be a key role in the passing game. I'm going to give the edge to Evan Ingram 2-1. to Flex spot, we got Austin Eckler taking on Derrick Henry. Austin Eckler, Los Angeles Chargers running back, taking on Detroit. Derrick Henry, Tennessee running back, taking on Indy. Austin Eckler obviously had a great week last week. Scored 36 points. Now is he going to score 36 points this week? You God dang better not. <laughs> uh, he had 12 carries for 58 yards. Now if I said that alone, you'd be like, how in the heck did he get 36 points? 12 carries, 50 yards. He had six catches for 96 yards and two touchdowns. He also had a rushing touchdown. So he had three total touchdowns. 140, 152 yards and three touchdowns, basically what I ended up with. Um, even if you take out the receiving stats, he still had a good day of 58 yards and a touchdown. I don't think that repeats itself this week. I think Justin Jackson's going to get more touches than what he got in the opener. Uh, I think Justin Jackson's, I mean, he even got 200, not just, he even got 100, ah, sorry. Justin Jackson even had 50 yards uh, receiving as well, which is crazy. They just threw the ball to the running back the entire game, apparently. Um, so for that, I'm going to give the edge to Austin Eckler. I just made up my mind right now, actually, um, over Derrick Henry. I want to see Derrick Henry do it more than one week in a row. As last week, he scored 28.4, 19 carries, 84 yards, and a touchdown. That by itself is a good week, but he also had one catch for 75-yard touchdown on a screen pass. Now he's not going to have a 75-yard receiving touchdown like the rest of the year. He's, that's just not his role. He's a big dude. He runs people over. But if he gets 84 yards rushing every week, I'll be happy. But I'm going to give the edge to Austin Eckler. Two, two, one. With adding that up, hang on. I actually forgot to add this up, so bear with me. I'm sorry. Two, four... Five, six, seven. Uh, me scoring 11 with Damien getting. Eleven. Eleven to eleven. I have it tied. Um, and again, I'm not going to have it end in tie. But, but last week, my gotcha I had does a tie too. That's crazy. But if I have to pick a winner, I think my team gets gets it rolling. Um, I just don't know where. I'm going to go with the reason I think I'm going to win is because 
Damien's kicker is facing Minnesota, and we're not going to give up any points this week. So his kicker is going to have a big fat zero next to it. And by the way, Damien is a backer on his team. But anyway, anyway, I'm giving the points. I'm giving me the win. I'm picking myself. Uh, now, as for suggestions for Damien's team, um, you guys already know what I'm going to say. You know what I'm going to say. Take Dak Prescott out. Actually, just kidding. Leave him in. You're facing me. Leave Dak Prescott in, please. Let Dak Prescott beat me. If Dak Prescott beats me, I'm going to be so upset. I don't like Dak Prescott. It's nothing against Damien for having him. I mean, the dude went off for um, 33 points last week, but I hate Dak Prescott, and therefore I'm going to make him prove that he can beat me. Leave him in. I hope you do. Um, Other than that, I don't see anything that Damien really needs to adjust. except the fact that he needs more running back depth on his team. He only has one starting running back on his bench in Duke Johnson, and he's not really a starter. He's got Madison, the handcuff for Cook, and Burkhead, uh, just a Patriot running back. As for myself, suggestions, put John Ross in, because I love John Ross. Um, I might even put Robert Woods in instead of Antonio Brown. But I'm saying this for myself right now. Do not take Derrick Henry out of your flex. Okay? Okay, because he's gonna. If you have him in, he's not gonna score anything. But if you put him on your bench, he's gonna explode. So, don't take Derrick Henry out of your lineup, Colin. Anyway, moving on to our next matchup, we got Blake and Savannah taking on Hannah Lumvar Spraticus. Uh, this was the first matchup I'm breaking down in the Clutch Kickers division. Hannah got the win last week. She's sitting. Wait, what? Why is it said so Hannah won last week? Didn't Hannah lose last week to Dad? Yeah, wait a minute. Breaking news. Let's go to the scoreboard. Bear with me. I know you can't see what I'm doing, but oh my god! Oh my god! What just happened? It says Hannah won 118.4. To 118.2. What? I didn't know that happened. What got changed? Hang on. Bear with me for a second. We got to figure this out because I don't know what happened. How did Hannah's team get the win here? Let's see here. Dwayne Harris, no, no. What happened? If we go to week one, Dwayne Harris got something changed. That's not on Dad's team. Russell Wilson got his points changed. He's not on Dad or Hannah's team. Ray Ray, he didn't get changed. Chris Carson got some stats changed, but... What? Hang on a second. Hey, I'm going to stop talking. I'm going to edit this out, I promise. Okay, I, I just looked all over for like stat corrections and stuff, and I have no idea where Dad lost two points. He lost like 1.9 points somewhere, I think. Didn't he have 120.1 or something? But I 
can't find where that happened at. So, uh, fumble, what in the world? All right. Well, uh, good job, Hannah. You, uh, <laughs> got a surprise W somewhere. Um, okay. Sounds good. Anyway, back to the breakdown of Hannah versus the kids. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. That, okay. Um, so Hannah's sitting at 1-0 and now. Blake is sitting at 0-1. Blake scored the least amount of points last week. Uh, but not too many, though. He still scored quite a bit. And unluckily for Blake, Hannah already had two people play. They did really well. Chris Godwin got 22.1 last night. DJ Moore got 13.4. So Hannah's off to a good start. 35.5 with two players played. Um Let's get to the breakdown. Sean Watson versus Carson Wentz at quarterback. Getting to the Sean Watson. Uh, watching that Monday night game with Sean Watson, that dude is a beast. He is so good at football. Uh, he can run as long as he's not diving into the end zone and landing on his butt like that and his tailbone and his back or whatever. Uh, he should be good to go for the season, hopefully. Uh, that's my only suggestion, Sean Watson, if you're listening to this. Uh, slide. Okay, thank you. Um, I'm going to Deshaun Watson 2-1. to one. Uh, I like Carson Wentz, but he's just not in the elite threshold of quarterbacks in the NFL, or fantasy-wise anyway. I think he's a good quarterback. I just don't think – I know he's not on Deshaun Watson's level. David Johnson taking on Aaron Jones in our running back spot, giving David Johnson all day based off of what Aaron Jones did last week. Oh, I'm sorry. It's David Johnson versus James Conner. I'm sorry. I'm uh, still giving the edge to David Johnson over James Conner. A little different matchup, but I, it's closer than what, it, than what it was with Aaron Jones. But uh, giving David Johnson over James Conner. I like David Johnson a lot. Went to you and I, obviously. James Conner, I like a lot too. He was on my fantasy team last year. I think he gets it going a little bit more this week. But with that Arizona offense, they look really good in the fourth quarter. Hopefully they can keep that up for a whole game. Maybe. Maybe, I don't know. Dave Johnson did score 22 points last week, which is really good. James Conner only got to 8.5. 10 carries, 21 yards. But they were playing the Patriots, so they got behind early. Uh, I don't think they're going to be behind as early against Seattle. It'll be a closer game. James Conner will have more of an impact. But still, giving David Johnson 2-1. to one. Running back 2, Sonny Michelle versus Aaron Jones. Sonny, I'm taking Sonny Michelle. For those of you that have listened, I love Sonny Michelle. Um, in the New England backfield, and they're playing the Dolphins. Do I really need to say more about this matchup? Anybody that's playing the Dolphins uh, hopefully has a good game, except for the Patriots receivers, because who knows who's going to get the love. Give me Soda Michelle and Aaron Jones taking on the Vikings. The Vikings' run defense looks so good last week. So good last week. I mean, David Devontae Freeman only had, like, what, negative rushing yards? So uh, give me Sonny Michelle 2-1. So far, we're at 6-3. Wide receiver one, Tyler, Bo- Tyler Boyd for Blake taking on Chris Godwin. I know we have Chris Godwin stats, but I had this written down before the game was played. Um, I gave the edge to Chris Godwin over Tyler Boyd. Uh, if John Ross is going to have as big of an impact for the Bengals than Tyler Boyd is, then I kind of take some of Tyler Boyd's touches away. But 
Uh, that should, we'll, we'll see how that works out, but I did have the edge given to Chris Godwin. Wide receiver two, T.Y. Hilton versus D.J. Moore. Again, we have the stats already for D.J. Moore since he played last night. But give me I, – I had T.Y. Hilton written down two to one as the little favorite. Uh, T.Y. Hilton, it's going to be an interesting year. But this uh, last week he had eight catches, 84 yards. Eight catches, 87 yards on nine targets. Uh, he also scored two touchdowns. I don't think he's going to score two touchdowns again. But if he has eight catches for 87 yards, then that's it. That still works out fairly well for him. Um, so yeah, I got, I got T.Y. Hilton getting the dub there. Tight end, Travis Kelsey versus Vance McDonald. Travis Kelsey, best tight end in football. Vance McDonald, just your average tight end. A guy that's – who knows? He might score 20, might score zero. That's the beauty or the non-beauty of having the tight end position. Uh, I have Travis Kelsey two to zero. Flex, Marlon Mack versus Stephon Diggs. Oh, wow, this one was also tough for me to decide. Marlon Mack, I love Marlon Mack. I think he's going to get a lot of carries with Jacoby Brissett. They're playing Tennessee, whose run defense isn't the best. I think it's going to be a close game. Um but I got to go with Stephon Diggs. Stephon Diggs kind of had a rough a rough uh, week last week. So the fact that the Vikings only threw it 10 times the entire game, which is awesome, by the way. But give me Stephon Diggs as I, we're playing the Packers, and we really, really don't want to lose that game. So I think Kirk Cousins is going to have to throw more than what he did. Give me Stephon Diggs to Marlon Mack 1 for the total of... Ten to eight, ten to eight. Uh, ten to eight. Hannah getting the dub, going to two and oh. Apparently, again, I have no idea how she got that win. Um, if I find out at some point, I'll let you guys know. But <laughs> that's wild to me. But that kind of ruins my game of the week. That. But all right. Anyway, moving on. It's time for the game of the week. Game of the week. It's our game of the week. Game of the week. Here we go. All right. This week's game of the week. We got Dad taking on Courtney. Now, when I made this the game of the week, Dad was two and zero or one and zero, and Courtney was one and zero. It was the only undefeated matchup that we had this week. And then Dad's W, just like that, got ripped out of him. So instead of having one undefeated matchup this week, we have zero. Every matchup this week is 1-0 versus 0-1. But I already committed to this being the game of the week. I'm still going to stick with it. This is our game of the week. It's going to be the best matchup the entire week. Two really good teams facing off. Let's break it down. Here we go. Tom Brady, quarterback, taking on Drew Brees. Really old quarterback versus really old quarterback. They're both in their 40s. That's wild. They're both in their 40s, and they're both like two of the best uh, quarterbacks in football right now. Give me Tom Brady, taking on the Miami Dolphins. That's an easy choice. He's taking on the Dolphins. Look at what Lamar Jackson did against the Dolphins last week. Lamar Jackson and his targets did that last week. You think Tom Brady and Julian Edelman, Antonio Brown, and Josh Gordon can't do the same thing? Yeah, give me to him. Give me Tom Brady. 
Running back number one, Ezekiel Elliott versus Le'Veon Bell. Another fun matchup. Wow. Um, I'm giving the slight edge to Ezekiel Elliott. He's just because he's facing Washington. But Le'Veon Bell's facing the Browns. Browns defense is improved, and it's a lot better than the Redskins um, defense. Ezekiel Elliott is expected to get more touches this week, which obviously he didn't get very many last week because it was, he just got off of signing the big deal. So I am taking Ezekiel Elliott's two to one. Riding back number two, Nick Chubb taking on Devontae Freeman. Nick Chubb is also in the Cleveland Browns Jets game. Cleveland Browns running back, though. We got the Cleveland Browns versus New York Jets running backs in this matchup as well. Uh, I'm going to give the edge here to Devontae Freeman. Do I think Devontae Freeman is better than Nick Chubb? No. Do I think Devontae Freeman is going to have more of a bounce back week than what Nick Chubb did? Yeah. Um, Nick Chubb was effective. He had 17 carries for 75 yards. Didn't score a touchdown. Ended up with 10 points. It's not a bad week at all. 10 points. Not terrible. But let's look at Devontae Freeman's stats from last from his last game against the Vikings. Eight carries for 19 yards. Three catches for 12 yards. He's the go-to guy, and he only got eight carries. And he also, he lost a fumble in that game. Uh, I think they're going to be in the game a little bit longer this week than the five minutes that the Vikings were already ahead, like 14-0. to uh, I'm taking Devontae Freeman. I think he's going to have a better week. Give me him over the chub. Wide receiver one, Michael Thomas versus DeAndre Hopkins. This is tough. We have two of the best receivers in football head to head. Um, if I'm, I'm going to pick, I'm going to pick DeAndre Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins is, in my opinion, the best receiver in football. Dude is insane. Some of the catches he makes. I was watching a Thursday night game last night, and there was this highlight of him. And he caught the ball on the on his right hamstring. Okay, so his right hand was on his right hamstring with the football, and his left hand was between his legs and holding it there as he fell on his back as he caught the ball. It was insane. I don't know how he does did that, but I'm giving DeAndre Hopkins the edge. And I hate Michael Thomas because he plays for the Saints. But anyway, wide receiver number two, we got Odell Beckham taking on Amari Cooper. Another fabulous matchup. I'm going to take. Now hear me out. Odell Beckham is facing the Jets. Last week he wore a three hundred fifty thousand, yeah, three hundred fifty thousand dollar watch on his wrist, and uh, he played like crap. There was this quote. I can't remember who said it. I apologize, but he's like, "How are you going to wear a three hundred fifty dollar watch on your wrist but play like a two dollar bill?" You don't think Odell Beckham heard that? Yeah, I think he's going to have a monster week this week. Amari Cooper had a monster week last week. Six catches, 106 yards, and a touchdown on nine targets. I don't think he's going to put that, so those numbers up again. Ezekiel Elliott's going to get more carries, which means less chances for Amari Cooper. That's the downfall of having the running back and the wide receiver is not very often they're both of them going to blow up. Give me Odell Beckham, two to one. Tight end, David Njoku for Cleveland. Taking wow, this Cleveland and Jets game. A lot of representatives in this matchup. Anyway, David Njoku, Cleveland, taking on Austin Hooper, tight end for Atlanta. Uh, it's a wash to me. Austin Hooper and David Njoku, both your average fill-in tight ends for your fantasy team. It's a wash, one to one. Um, it's this is one of them scored a touchdown. If one of them scores a touchdown, give me that one. I mean one to one. I don't know. 
Leonard Fournette in the flex spot for dad. Taking on Josh Jacobs, the flex spot for Courtney. Give me. Wow. Um, now, I was right about Josh Jacobs getting a lot of carries last week as he had a pretty good night. I know it was on Monday night. He had 23 carries for 85 yards and two touchdowns. He even had one catch for 28 yards. But I don't think he's going to get to 23 carries again. If you throw him out there for 20-plus carries every week in the NFL, you're going to end up getting hurt. Like it just That's just how it goes. It's going to happen. But um, So for that, I'm going to take Leonard Fournette. Um, over Josh Jacobs, Larry Fournette last week, 13 carries for 66 yards, four catches, 20 yards. But last week they're facing the Chiefs. A lot of teams that face Chiefs gonna have to throw the ball a lot. It's just how how it goes. Give me Leonard Fournette two to one for my prediction in the game of the week goes to Courtney. I think Courtney pulls it out. Uh, the final. St- uh, line was one, two, ten for Courtney and ten for Dad. So this is another one I have as a as a tied ten to ten, but I think Courtney pulls it out because uh, I don't know what position do I think. Um, I'm going to give it to Courtney because the Broncos are facing the Chicago Bears, and that's her defense. The Broncos are just beating up the Chicago Bears. If the, the Bears' offense last week looked terrible, so give me that the reason. So our game of the week, I got Courtney getting the dub. By the way, my predictions now, I'm 1-3 because Dad's win got taken away from me. So that's fun. The only one that I got right was Courtney over the kids last week. <laughs> so if I didn't pick you, there you go. I'm one in three. So you probably have a better odds of winning anyway. But um, anything else quickly? Uh, actually, I forgot to do some suggestions for some teams now that I think about it. I'm just going to go through the last two matchups quickly, see if there's any suggestions that I need to give out. All right, let's quickly jump back to the Hannah versus Blake matchup. Suggestions, Blake, I would put Brandon Cooks in for Tyler Boyd. I think Brandon Cooks is going to have a better, bigger role than what Tyler Boyd is. Uh, with A.J. Green coming back for Cincinnati and John Ross the week that he had last week, I think he's just going to be the odd man out in that situation. I would put Brandon Cooks in. Instead, quarterback, I would put – I'd say I think I would put Aaron Rodgers in for Carson Wentz. Uh, it's, we're facing the Vikings. He might get hurt, though. But I think Aaron Rodgers is the better quarterback. It hurts me to say, but that's what I would do personally. Uh, if we jump over to Hannah's team quickly, she has an interesting choice at tight end that I totally forgot to mention. I apologize about this. TJ Hogginson and Vance McDonald. This is tough because TJ Hogginson, again, he had the best best rookie debut for a tight end in NFL history. Is he going to be able to sustain it? I don't know. It's it's hard to tell. If I was Hannah, hear me out. I would take the flyer on TJ Hawkinson because it, uh, it's it, your decision. It comes down to would you rather have like a for sure, for sure average game from Vance McDonald, or would you like to have a possibility of having a really, 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 really terrible tight end in, in TJ Hawkinson, or would you rather? But sorry, let me restart. Okay. 
Vance McDonald, you know what you're going to get. TJ Hawkinson, you don't know what you're going to get. He could either score zero or he could blow up again, be, you know, a really a number one fantasy football tight end. I've, I'm taking the flyer on him. I would put him in. Again, that's your choice. That's just what I would do. Personally, in that matchup, if we jump to the game of the week matchup, suggestions, um, Courtney's lineup, I still like it. She's rolling out the same lineup she had last week. I like it. Looks good. The only thing, maybe Keenan Allen in for Josh Jacobs because Josh Jacobs playing the Chiefs and teams that play the Chiefs have to throw it a lot more because they're behind. Um, that's a thought that you can have. You don't have to. Dad, I was going to say put in either Baker Mayfield or Kyler Murray in for Tom Brady, but then I was like, duh, Tom Brady's playing the Dolphins. No, you're not. There's no way you're not doing that. Um, other than that, maybe no, no, I would leave Amari Cooper in. I was thinking Amari Cooper out and either Ridley or Fitz in, but I would leave that the same. So those two matchups I think are perfect. Um, I don't know why I just breezed through the suggestions for people. I apologize for that. I'm just throwing it in at the end. I could have just edited it in, but that's too much work, and I'll get this out to you guys as soon as possible. So those are my picks for the week. Okay, let's see if I can recap it without getting it wrong this time. I have Colin winning. I have Melinda, my mom, winning. I have Courtney winning, and I have Hannah winning. I hope I didn't mess that up this time. Uh, Again, my record last week, one and three. Uh, I'm going to look to figure out how Hannah got an extra win somewhere. Um, how she got how dad basically lost points. If this is the first time dad's hearing that he got a loss, and this is the first time Hannah got a loss. That would be absolutely hilarious to me. <laughs> um, but I'm curious to see who actually listens to this and actually is getting my suggestions. So if you listen to this whole thing, end to end, complete to complete, on the family chat, okay, you're going to type at Corey Hesse, and you're just going to say something funny to him, like anything about his fantasy football team, okay? But it could be about anything, actually. But when he replies, like, what? Why is everybody making fun of me or whatever? We cannot reply to him, okay? If you listen to this whole thing, you're going to say that, and then the people that didn't listen to it are going to be like, whoa, what's going on? That way I know, because I think, I don't know, that'd be funny. Then if they do listen to it, that'd be funny. But um, that's the plan. All right. I will catch you all next week. Go Hawks. I just need the whole title.